trip. The church that I go to is, is the river. I go there to wash everything away. I wish you were there drinking rum, crying your little eyes out. <laughs> this fly that my Uncle Jimmy and my grandpa perfected, they found it. They found the materials to tie it in the back of a taxi down in Andros. They just tell you to bring gotchas. Don't bring anything else. When I was out there on the water with people, I was, I can feel the energy of other Definitely. people, and I care about it. I think that's one of the most crucial parts of fly fishing that often gets overlooked. You know, we're jet lagged, lack of sleep, we're half drunk, holding on to your nuts with one hand, you're holding on to the boat with the other hand. Shitting and tall cotton, dude. Man, this is what's going on in the world right now. You know, you're on a boat fishing down a beautiful river. Be deliberate with everything that you do with yeah. fly fishing. Yeah. Well, what do you do on your days off? I'm like, I'm on this boat. I'm rowing people down the river trying to figure out what's fishing. But I love it. I wouldn't change it for anything. I wouldn't trade it, man. It's awesome. All right. Been a while since I've done one of these. Um, we are back online for a moment. Um, apologize for the lack of podcasts lately. It's been an interesting time in the world, I guess. Um, not just for Colorado, but the whole nation. Um, so, you know, it's been tough to try and get people together and do the podcast and hang out and, um, you know, all of a sudden we're all so busy and we are fish guiding, which is great. Um, you know, getting into that, it's just been, it seems like we're all busy. Um, fishing's been good and people are coming out and people want to get out and fish. So, um, it's been good. Um, can't say too much about that. Uh, too, too much that's bad, I guess, about that. But a um, little bit of news here since we've been offline and haven't done a podcast in a while. But the Guided Trip podcast is now also the Guided Trip Outfitter and Guide Service based out of Gunnison, Colorado. So you can book your trip straight through me, uh, straight through the Guided Trip. Uh, and it's it's going, um, booking trips and things are going good and staying busy. Um, you know, just trying to grind, trying to keep head down and just keep grinding and keep focusing and keep, keep fishing. That's all we can do. And that's all we're here to do, um, is catch fish. So, and, and have a good time, teach people how to fish. So now you can take all the knowledge you've learned from the guided trip podcast and apply it to an actual guided trip, or I can apply that to taking you on the river and floating you down or walking with you. So you can go to the guided trip.com and you can check out what, uh, what rates we have and what kind of packages we have and what we got going on right now. It's a little small, but, uh, just me kind of running my trips and doing doing my thing. So it's been good. It's been interesting and, uh, you know, it's been a process, but look forward to the next upcoming years and the rest of this year. And, and um, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be a good time. Um, hopefully I can talk about that more 
on a later date with some other people on board on the podcast. Right now, it's just me, but um, obviously, it's just me. But uh, we'll do just a quick kind of July update. Right now, Gunnison River's running pretty low for this time of year. It's running just under 500 cubic feet per second, and we just didn't have the snowpack we thought. You know, the fishing has been good. Fishing's been good pretty much all all year since we started going. You know, it was lucky that we did have a low, you know, low runoff, and we didn't have a ton of water that washed down the valley. And so we were able to start fishing very early in June and um, start guiding very early in June, which was awesome. Uh, that helped a lot, especially with the whole COVID thing going on, you know, we, we wanted to get back to work and we wanted to start taking people down the river. And so it was good that we had a low runoff and fishing was great. Um, all through June, if you missed it, sorry, you know, um, don't know what to tell you there, but it was good coming into July here. It's, this is one of our toughest months just cause it's warm. Water's getting lower. Fish are getting stressed. Um, and they've just been pressured really hard, especially after July 4th weekend. You know, these fish are very pressured. And so you really got to think outside the box a little bit and fish a little bit differently than most and try to hit spots that people aren't really thinking about right now. And, you know, honestly, I've seen a lot of people that have just been, have been nymphing, fishing bobbers. Um, and that's perfectly fine. You know, that's a great way to catch fish. There's a lot of fish in the middle of the river right now. Um, you can see him spook from under the boat from the middle of the river. Um, me, you know, I, I, I could stay away from bobber down for a little bit and I've been throwing a lot of dry flies, a lot of hopper dropper, a lot of dry dropper, and it's been fishing well today. I had a great day today on the river with a client, <clears throat> excuse me, um, on the river with a client. And, uh, you know, we kind of started out fishing hopper dropper, just working a couple holes and, it wasn't quite happening and we hooked a couple fish and it was a little tough. And, uh, so we, we finally got to a certain area and I went, look, you know, I've, I've been seeing a lot of fish eating on this bank on top. They've been eating a lot of dry flies on top on this bank. And I think we should try the dry fly for a minute, just at least for this bank and just kind of fish it down for just a second and see what happens. And from there on out, I mean, we were maybe 20 minutes into the float and from there on out, it was like dry flies the whole day. Um, I'm not going to quite tell you exactly what we were fishing. Um, but we've been seeing a lot of golden stone activity. We always get good caddis activity. Um, and then we've been seeing a lot of betis, uh, some PMDs. Drakes have kind of passed. Um, drakes are gone. They're up the East River in the Taylor right now. So... On the Gunnison, at least, you know, the drakes aren't there. But fishing's been good, and, you know, there's been a lot of pressure, a lot of boats on the water, a lot of people out there, but there still is good fishable water, and you just, like I said, you just got to think outside the box a little bit and fish a little bit differently than everyone else. Um, when I'm rowing down the river and I'm watching people go down, you know, whether I'm following a boat or I'm eddied out for a minute and I'm watching a boat and watching how they fish, I, I definitely take note of where they fish and how they fish it and where their boat just ran over and uh, where they're putting their clients and all that. And I take that into account and I fish differently than they did. 
even though sometimes, you know, it might not be the best option when you go, man, this isn't really the bank I fish all the time. This isn't really the area I fish all the time. Um, and it's usually not the most productive, but if you give it a go, um, uh, you know, these fish are moving to these areas that aren't getting pressured and it's hard to break your habit at times and fish those areas where you go, man, I, I really don't do this. I don't like fishing this side or I just haven't had good luck. All of a sudden you fish it and it's good and it works. And so, you know, I, I think that can apply to most rivers in Colorado right now that are getting pressured. If you can think outside the box just a little bit and fish different than all the guides or all the other people out there, you're going to have a lot better luck. And you really, at times, you got to get technical. You know, today we were fishing a little gold, little tiny golden stone pattern to a little betis pattern um, on top. And it fished well. And, you know, the golden stone was working in the morning and then all of a sudden it kind of shut off. But we left it on. Um, it was good kind of anchor point fly and it was, you know, we could see our flies a little bit easier with that golden stone on there. And, you know, we had a lot of fish coming up that were sipping bugs and, you know, sipping that back dry fly. And it was a lot of fun to watch. We saw a lot of nice fish. I mean, a ton of nice fish, good 14 to 16 inch fish that came up and would eat that dry and it was a good time, you know, and I saw other people catching fish, you know, nymphing and nymphing the middle of the river, and that's fine, perfectly fine. Um, it's it's just kind of up up to you what you want to do, if you want to nymph or hop drop or uh, dry fly fish. Getting some interesting static here. Sorry. Um, but, you know, for me and for my client today, it was more of, uh, you know, hey, what do you want to do? you know, what's more fun to you. And the dry flies seemed to be working well and fishing well. And so we just kept going for it and it worked out all day. We fished dries for four hours and right now we're just doing half day trips. Uh, at least I am for the most part, you know, it's really not worth your time doing a full day right now. You know, it gets hot after one o'clock and those fish shut down and it's been really tough in the afternoon. So we're just fishing. You know, today I fished from 9 to 1, and it fished well. And, um, you know, that's that's pretty pretty normal for us this time of year. Just in July, this is a half-day fishery. Um, for the most part, you know, if, we're, if we don't have a lot of water moving down, then this is a half-day fishery. And so just think about like that, too, on your other fisheries. You know, we've been watching... The water temperatures get up close to 63 degrees at about 3 or 4 in the afternoon, and so that can kind of stress a fish out as well. So think about that on your other rivers, um, and check temperatures definitely. You know, we're lucky enough that we have a water gauge here in town that tells us temperature of the river at a certain point, which is nice, and you can kind of watch it throughout the day and see what that temperature's doing. Otherwise, definitely bring a thermometer, but... We are right now in Colorado in, in a huge drought, and we don't have a ton of water moving down river, and uh, we don't have a ton of water stored. So, um, you know, if you are planning on coming out here, you know, be prepared. Just fish a couple hours in the morning, you know, good four hours in the morning, and call it a day. It's really not worth it. It's really not worth your time to do anything other than that, honestly. Um, as for, you know... I guess, bug activity and what we can look forward to coming in August. 
you know, we are in a weird transition phase with Drake's and some of the stones moving out. And so, you know, occasionally we'll see a good golden stone move in and we'll see some fish eating. And uh, the Pat's rubber legs has been off and on, you know, still on this river off and on where it's been fishing well and then it'll turn off. And so, again, just kind of pick your battles and figure out where you want to go and figure out, you know, obviously what the fish are eating, but, you know, don't commit to one one bug the whole day and expect it to work all day. You know, lucky for me today, it did work out where we committed to two bugs as dries and it worked out all day. And, you know, that was just, in my opinion, it was one of those things where, um, you know, a lot of the people, a lot of the other guides floating the river weren't, um, weren't throwing dry flies. Most of them were fishing bobbers. And so a lot of the boats weren't going over the areas that we were fishing. A lot of the boats were staying away and they weren't fishing, you know, tight to the banks or anything. And so we got pretty lucky today where we just caught an, a, a great day to be fishing dries. Yesterday, um, was a little bit tougher. Um, I tried fishing dries in the morning. We got a couple takes. You know, we got a fish within the first two or three minutes. It was like, oh, perfect. This is going to be a great day. But as most people know, you know, you can burn up your luck pretty quick on that first fish right at right at the put-in. And so we kind of did that. You know, we burned up our luck with that first fish right at the put-in. And then we didn't see much afterwards. And we worked it pretty hard. You know, we stopped and we fished shelves and you know, we nymphed a little bit, we hopper dropper a little bit. And it was just, it was just one of those days that was tough. Um, not sure why, you know, it was, it was real hot yesterday. Um, and we had high winds. And so that probably kept the bug activity down a little bit. And those fish just weren't really feeding. And today we had low winds in the morning. It was nice and cool in the morning. Um, put on it a little bit earlier and it fished pretty well. Um, and, you know, that's as much as you can ask for those days, you don't get them all the time. And there was definitely one moment where, um, you know, we had a little bit of a small lull where it was like, ah, you know, we aren't seeing much on the dry. It wasn't big, you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes. We didn't see much on the dry. And it was like, Hey, well, you know, I asked my client, I only had one today and one guy up front and I asked my client, I go, Hey, do you want to, do you want to try hopper dropper? You know, I mean, we can try it. And he kind of looked, he kind of looked at me and he goes, you know, I'm having a good time throwing these dry flies. And so I kind of said, you know what? All right, screw it. You know, let's, let's just fish the dries and you know, we'll stop if we tangle or we'll stop if we need to dry them out and we'll stop on certain holes where we know the dries are working. But, uh, for the most part, we didn't really stop a nymph and we didn't stop and work a whole lot of shelves or anything. It was like, Hey, you know, these are working and we're having a good time on the move and we're catching fish on the move and catching them in fast water, catching them on pocket water, catching them along the banks, kind of all over. They were, they were very eager maybe, but, and that doesn't happen often is when you come back from that and you can get, you know, as we get more towards August and we get a little bit cooler days than it. What you know, I did, we, we you know, is not only anchoring on shells and kind of hopper dropping. Um, and, and in my opinion, is, I have know, what I call money holes um, where, you know, if it's a tough day um, and you're struggling you know, and, you don't even and really get to watch it's hard to get eat, after but, fish, uh, it, then it a good time today. I have money holes. And I have places you know, where me, I, I know that there's always going to be a fish and we can always catch one fish. 
and, I, and we're I always going to see a fish. You're always going to get an opportunity. Do in those Maybe multiple fish. And, and so I basically take those money holes, and I go, all right, you know, we're having a tough day. We're having a down day. It's hard. It's not easy fishing. We need to find those money holes. We need to get on those money holes, and we need to explain how we're going to fish these holes. And as you come into it, especially float guiding or walk wade guiding, you have to have a money hole. You have to have a place where you know you're going to see a fish. And so I take those opportunities. And I go, all right, we're going to take our time. We're going to get to this spot. We're going to sit in the spot, anchor up or eddy out or whatever, and we're going to see some fish. And we're going to be able to hook some fish. And, you know, yesterday it kind of made the day. Towards the end of the day, I have a money hole where it's just like, yep, you know, we're going to catch, we're going to at least hook, you know, two or three fish and we're going to be able to make that up for some of the opportunities that we missed. And that's a tough part, you know, about being a guide is being able to know those areas and be able to make your client feel better towards the end of the day where it's like, Hey, look, you know, yeah, we had some blown opportunities. They're tough. We missed some fish, but here, you know, let me get you one. That's a gimme. This is a gimme fish. And if you can find those areas, if you can find those spots, it's like every single time you get there or put a fly in there, you're going to see a fish. Then that's going to make your day. And that's why I call them money holes because it's just like, you know, that's where you make your money. It's like, hey, you know, those opportunities were toast. They're done. They're blown. And now we get the chance or I get the chance to make my money back. You know, it's like you lose your money during the day if if it's tough and the fishing's hard and then you get the opportunity or towards the end of the trip or whatever where it's like, Hey, I got these spots, you know, let's hit these spots. Let's sit, let's work them. Let's catch some fish. And we ended up doing that yesterday. You know, we boated a couple nice fish, um, and some of my money holes and it worked out great. And, you know, whether or not the client was completely pleased is tough to say. Um, but it, you know, at least in your mind as well, you go, Hey, look, you know, like we caught some fish and we did what we could it was just one of those days. And that's kind of how it's been going. You know, I talked to a couple guys this morning and I was like, man, it seems like the river's just on and off, on and off. You know, one day it's good, next day it's bad. One day it's good, next day it's bad. And that's just kind of how it's been going. It's uh, it's hard to, I guess it's hard to predict what's going to happen right now and kind of what bugs are going to be coming off. And so you got to do what you can. And, you know, like I said, luckily today, um, I had a great day and it all worked out, you know, it made up a little bit for yesterday, you know, not for my client yesterday, but it made up on my end, I guess, where it was like, yeah, I needed that too. You know, I needed a good day. It's been a little bit tougher. Um, and when you have one of those off days or a bad day, it really, as if you're really interested or if you're really into being a fishing guide and you really want to be a fishing guide, then, you know, you're going to struggle with those off days and it's going to kind of eat you up inside. And I know it does for me and I hope it does for other fishing guides, but it eats me up when I have a rough day. But you know, the greatest thing is that the next day tomorrow is a clean slate. You can always start off brand new again. Um, and occasionally you have those days where it's like three days in a row where it's just tough. It's tough fishing. It's hard you're not having a good time, you know, you're trying everything you can, clients aren't having a good time, um, and you need those good days. But if you can mix up those money holes, you know, where you'll catch a couple here and there, great. And then you just wait for that good day, you know, and um, 
I mean, the harder you work, the luckier you're going to get. So if you keep working hard, you know, you're going to be able to find some fish. Um, the day before yesterday, I took out some good friends and, you know, they, I took out a good friend and his mom and it was a great day. Um, you know, fishing, fishing was on that day. Um, and we caught a lot of fish. We saw a lot of hopper takes, a lot of dry fly takes, and it was just, it was fun. You know, it was a good time. And then, you know, we come into yesterday and I'm going, all right, sweet. You know, fishing's been good. Fishing's awesome. All of a sudden, boom, it's not that great. And that's the way it goes. You can't expect every day to be the same, especially this time of year, especially with the amount of boats on the water, the amount of pressure this river is receiving right now. You can't expect every day to be a good day. And so you pick your battles, you do what you can, you work hard, and then again, you know, hopefully you'll come out on top and you'll get lucky every now and then, catch some good fish. It's hard to say, you know, if that works out for everyone, I don't know. Um, For me, you know, doing it for the last 10 years, it's kind of, it's the way I think about it now. You know, I still get down on myself when it's a tough day and I still sit there and I go, maybe it's me, you know, maybe it's bugs. Maybe I didn't have the right setup. Maybe, maybe I didn't have this, but that's just me thinking too hard. Um, but you know, all of a sudden you throw the same setup, same exact thing you did the other day and boom, 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 boom. It starts working again. And it's just one of those things, you know, it could be pressure, uh, like pressure systems moving in. It could be wind. It could be high sun. It could be humidity. It could be all kinds of things. Definitely saw more bugs today than we did yesterday, and that definitely made a difference for our dry fly fishing. You know, we didn't necessarily see a ton of fish eating, but we saw more fish eating today than we did yesterday. And so it was just an opportunity, you know, being on the water every day, you just, you see those opportunities, you take them. And that's what I told my client today too. I go, look, we really need to try these dries. I think it's going to work out. I think it's going to happen. And all of a sudden, you know, first couple casts, it was boom, boom. You know, we were seeing takes, we were seeing fish. And so we stuck with it, and it worked out all day. And, again, not every day works like that. But you got to be willing to adapt. you got to be willing to adjust. you got to be willing to try different things and try new things. And, you know, definitely look at the river and look at what people are doing, look at what people are fishing, where they're fishing, and be able to understand, you know, if you're out there walking and you're watching boats and you're watching where they're fishing, they're all fishing one side, you know, maybe those fish are right in front of your feet. Maybe if they're fishing that opposite side, you know, if you're on river left and they're fishing that river right, maybe those fish are right at your feet. You know, if they're not hooking anything, they might be sitting right at your feet. So, you know, think about it that way. And that's kind of when I'm floating the river, let's say you are floating the river with buddies and you're watching a bunch of guides go down, um, you know, think about it that way. Just kind of watch what everyone's doing, watch how they're fishing it and, you know, fish it differently. And, you know, I think that attributes a lot to success on the river is just thinking outside the box, doing things differently, less pressure, fishing less pressured areas. Um, I don't want to give away too many secrets of mine while I'm floating the river, but, um, that's definitely going to help you a ton while you're out there. It's going to help put more fish in the net and put up numbers if that's what you're after. One of the cool things today, um, you know, given the fact that my client said he didn't even want to try hopper dropper anymore, he just wanted to fish dry. So that was an awesome, 
awesome thing that happened there. It was like, all right, I'm in. Let's keep moving down river. Let's keep throwing dries. And we just kept finding different areas where it was like, hey, nobody fishes this. Let's try this. You know, and all of a sudden we'd see a nice fish come out of there, see a nice rise on our dries. Um, but the other point, you know, to this guy today was we didn't take a single picture. You know, I asked him at one point, he landed a nice like 16, 17 inch brown on a dry. I was like, hey man, you know, do you want a picture of this? would be a good picture right in front of these big cliff walls and these rocks. And, you know, do you want a picture? And he goes, no, you know, I don't really need one. I was like, all right, man. He goes, just kind of, you know, we got to keep track a little bit. You know, this is one of my best days I've fished and we've been catching a lot of fish. So I kind of want to keep track of on maybe how many we're catching. And, you know, that's not my thing. I'm not a numbers guy, but I was like, all right, you know, I'll throw a number out there at the end. Uh, I definitely didn't count all day of any of the fish we caught, um, but I gave him a rough estimate of what I thought happened. Um, you know, and as I told him, you know, I bet we boated anywhere between 25 and 30 fish and, you know, we maybe saw 50, 50 fish. Um, so you're, you're sitting at the 50% mark, you know? Um, but you know, the fact that he didn't even need a picture, didn't even want a picture, um, was, was a really cool thing to me, you know? And that's a lot of the times I don't take pictures cause it's just, you know, I don't think about it. We're just fishing. We're fishing hard. We're, we're trying to catch them and we're trying to have a good time and not worry about pulling out our phones and taking pictures and stretching fish out even more. Um, and you know, I know I posted some pictures on Instagram the other day, but none of those photos were ones that I took. Um, I had a friend on my boat who was taking pictures and she did a great job taking pictures. Um, well, it was my friend's mom, but she's considered a friend as well, but, um, taking pictures and I didn't even know she was taking pictures at some of them. And it was great. You know, it was awesome to see some pictures and see some things of doing, doing what I love to do and watching people catch fish. But I just thought about it a lot today. I was like, man, this guy, he didn't even care, you know, just didn't even care about catching or taking photos of the fish he caught. And I think that's really cool because we did see some really nice fish today and we hooked a lot of really nice fish. Um, missed a lot of really nice fish too. But one of the big things, you know, it's I, I've been thinking a lot about lately is, you know, if, if you catch a fish and a photo wasn't taken, did it really happen? You know, or is anybody going to believe you? I, I think yes. You know, whether they believe you or not, who cares? You know, it's like, I did it. It happened. We caught some good fish. You know, who cares? I love seeing great fish photos. Obviously, you know, I follow on Instagram, you know, a lot of different companies and different people because they take great fish photos. And it's awesome to look at. You know, it's good fish porn. But it's just one of those things where it's like, man, I I don't even need to do it anymore. I don't need to take those photos all the time. Um, and I think we've lost a lot of, a lot of what fishing is because of that. You know, everybody, um, I knew I was rounding up to a point here. Here's the point. Um, you know, a lot of people just want to catch fish. They don't care how they do it. They just want to catch fish. Um, they just want that photo. They want to be able to post it to Instagram. They want that photo. They don't care how they caught it. They really don't. For me, I like to, I like to care how I caught it. And for me, being able to fish dries all day or watch my client fish dries all day is a lot damn cooler than watching a bobber all day, watching an indicator all day. 
Um, and I just started thinking about that a little bit and it was like, man, it's just, it's crazy how, you know, this fly fishing world has changed and you know, it doesn't matter how you catch them anymore. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're, if you're good at dry fly fishing, if you're good at streamer fishing, if you're good at nymphing, it's like whatever, you know, I just want to catch them. I just want to get one. I just want to take a photo of it. And for me, that's not how it is. Um, you know, I've kind of moved on from that where it's like, like the method of take is how I want to do it. You know, it's a lot, it's like almost a rifle hunter going to a bow where a rifle hunter has, hunter has been, you know, shooting animals for years with a rifle and they're like, man, this is awesome. You know, I'm getting meat in the freezer. I got good bulls or good mule deer or whatever. And I'm shooting a rifle. All of a sudden they want to transition to a bow. It's the same thing where it's like, Hey, I want something a little bit harder I want something a little bit more difficult, you know, and I want to, I, I think the method of take is a lot cooler than actually getting the fish, just the method of take and how you can perfect that method of take. Um, and that's what I've been doing a lot of lately on my guided trips where it's like just the method that we take the fish, the method we catch the fish. And in my opinion, you know, I think you see if not more, but the same amount of fish as if you were nymphing or hopper droppering on a dry fly. I really do. And you get the opportunity to see a fish. You get the opportunity to watch a fish eat and actually have instincts and come up for a rise and come up to eat a dry fly. And you get to watch them think a little bit about eating it. Sometimes you get refusals you know, you'll watch a fish nose it and come down. You're like, oh man, that was really cool. You know, you don't get to see that on an indicator where you watch a fish nose your nymph. Um, and for me, it's just that method of take, you know, it's a lot more fun for me and hopefully my clients to watch a fish come up and eat a dry. And, you know, it's the whole thing. If you listen to our dry fly podcast, um, I can't remember the episode right now, but if you listen to the dry fly podcast, you know, it's, I, I talk about it saying that this is why everybody got into fly fishing was to fish dry flies. Everybody got into it to fish dry flies because they want to see those fish eat. Now all of a sudden it's more about, Hey, I just want to hook the fish. I just want to hook them. I don't care how we do it. I just want to catch them and I want to take a photo and I want to get it on Instagram and, you know, to me, we're losing a lot of that sport. We're losing a lot of what fly fishing is because of that. You get a lot of people that don't want to actually learn how to fly fish right. They just want the fish caught and in the net. And they just want the photo. And I know this sounds kind of messed up to say. I'm going on a little rant here. But, um, I mean, it's true. You know, a lot of people have lost what fly fishing really is. And what it is, you know, is... Not only the method to take, but it's the whole whole big picture. You know, being able to cast to a fish, not and even blindly with dry flies, and then watching a fish come up and think about it and go, yep, that's something I want. And watch them come up, open their mouths, and sip a dry is one of the coolest things on the planet. Um, enough of that rant, but I had a good a good conversation with... Um, the kid I took the other day, um, 17 year old kid, um, maybe 18 now. Sorry, Tuck. Can't remember. Um, but, uh, good, you know, I've been fishing with him for 
number of years now, watching them grow up and, you know, we were working these fish. We, we pulled over in this little ditch and there was a bunch of fish working and rising and sipping dries and they're sipping PMDs off the top and you watch them. And I watched them miss the same fish three times in a row, which was kind of blew me away, you know, perfect cast, good drift, fish ate with, um, Another one, fish, same fish, ate with. Another one, same fish, ate with. And we kind of talked about it, and we sat down and kind of talked about how that went down after the trip. You know, he hooked a couple, um, missed a couple more, but we kind of discussed why it went that way and how it happened and how, you know, throwing a dry fly is a lot different than throwing a hopper dropper or something like that because especially when those fish are sipping and you're watching them and you're, you know, you're feeding these fish. Um, you're trying to put it in their lane and feed those fish. And a lot of it is watching those fish eat, take your dry fly, especially when they're sipping, take your dry fly, pull it underwater, and then you just lift up. You just lift up barely and you have that fish hooked. Um, and we were missing a lot of that and we worked on it on the river as well. You know, Hey, just let, you gotta let them eat. You know, you gotta, you, you fed them. You gotta let them eat. Um, and it was cool to have that conversation afterwards where it's like, hey, you know, you learned a lot today, Tucker. Um, you learned a lot about dry fly fishing. You learned a lot about fishing. You learned a lot about yourself and kind of self-discipline and what you need to do to be able to catch those fish. And that's what this whole experience is about as well is, is learning, you know, learning how you can do it better and learning how you can be able to fool those fish and he already fooled them he fooled them because they ate but then the execution at the end you know it, it all didn't come together everything was good with the drift and everything but then the execution at the end with the hook set was just not there but you know I told him I was like look man even if you hook them and you don't land them it's fine it's fine because you you got everything you needed you know you fed them they ate you did everything right you had the right drift they ate you hooked them tight line boom they pop off whatever that's fine that's exactly what it should be about it doesn't have to enter the net doesn't have to come to the net because it's not about that it's about your method of take and doing it obviously if you're bow hunting you know yeah you want to shoot an animal and yeah you want to go retrieve that animal but you can't really catch and release bow hunt and so with catch and release fishing like this, you know, that was a perfect release. You know, you did everything right. You didn't need to hold that fish. What's the point in holding that fish? It's not going to do anything for you. And maybe this comes with time. Maybe it comes with age where you just start to learn where it's like, hey, you know, I did, I did everything I needed to do. I didn't need to hold that fish. Hook was set. Everything happened. You know, if it was a 25-inch fish, it might be different. Um, where, yeah, you're going to want to land that fish. You know, yeah, that's a great fish. That's a fish of a lifetime for most people. Um, but for me, you know, I mean, just those fish eating and just those fish, you know, just hooking those fish and watching that eat and watching a fish come up and sip a bug, especially if it's your bug, those are the things that dreams are made of, for me at least. 
you know, and I told Tucker after mission, missing a couple of those fish, I, I told him, I go, these are, these are going to haunt your nightmares. These are going to be your nightmares. You're going to haunt your dreams because these are the fish you're going to be dreaming about and how you can do better and how you can actually hook that fish. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean land that fish. We all know you know how to land a fish, you know, for the most part. Most people know how to land a fish, get a fish in. But is that the point? You know, especially with a dry fly, is that the point? To be able to land that fish or just watch the eat. See the eat, feed them, hook set, line goes tight, boom, rod goes bent, we got them, hook pops out. That's the point for me. I don't need to put them in the net. Like I said, unless it's a 25-inch fish that ate a dry fly, then it's, for me at least, everything's good. And... You know, do you need anything else? Do you really need to land that fish? Even if it's a 12-inch fish, are you going to be bummed that you didn't land that 12-inch fish, that you didn't put that 12-inch fish in the net? Probably not. You did everything you needed to do. You did everything right. That's the thing I've been thinking about lately. It's just kind of, you know, if you do everything right and you hook the fish, then that's the goal, right? That's the goal. We're practicing catch and release anyways. Do we need to hold it? I don't think so. That's just that's just my opinion, bro. But, you know, I, I've had a good couple days, you know, fishing with some friends, some family, some clients, you know, and, and having a good time. And it's been fun. You know, it's been a lot of fun. And so far this summer has been, it's been great. Um, you know, it's been tough at times dealing with some of this COVID stuff, but again, that's not what this is about. You know, we don't need to talk about COVID too much, but, um, it's just an interesting concept to think about these days and where fly fishing is going and how it's going and, you know, trying to, trying to learn, learn how to do it right. Um, and learn all aspects of it. And that's what I'm trying to do is teach people that and I don't know everything about it I'm not claiming to know everything but I know what I feel about it and I know what I know right now and I'm learning every day what I can do differently or what they can do differently or where the fish are sitting or what bugs are eating whatever different techniques how to teach it um, and advanced techniques you know teaching advanced techniques and that's where I get enjoyment, you know, watching, taking someone who's a good fisherman and making them a better fisherman and seeing them grow and be, be all they can be. And you're never going to be the best. Um, that's the greatest thing about this is you're never going to be the best. There's always going to be somebody out there that you've never heard of. You never know. No one ever talks of, or maybe they do talk of, but you have no idea who they are that, are better than you. Um, so keep that in mind. Um, you know, be humble, try and learn new things, try and figure it out. That's what this whole sport is about. You know, try and try and be better, you know, don't get stuck in a rut. Keep doing the same thing over and over again, especially with clients because they're going to see it on your face. You're going to see it in them that no one's happy on that boat or no one's happy walkway when you're doing stuff like that. Um, change it up, try something different. Um, all right, enough of that. Uh, coming into August here, you know, 
August is going to be a little bit cooler, hopefully. Uh, hopefully we kind of get into some monsoon season where we start seeing some more rain showers in the afternoon, which would help a lot. Like I said, we're in a drought. That will help cool things off, start getting more bug activity going on. But coming in here late July, August, uh, we're going to start seeing some some trichos coming off, which is still a fun time to fish. You know, yeah, we are um, – either throwing some really small dry flies or we're throwing some hopper dropper with some or dry dropper with some really small nymphs below. Um, but it's, it's shaping up to be good fishing season, even though it is low water. Um, and keep that in mind, you know, this month for July, since, uh, I am an outfitter now and I am running my own thing here. Um, you know, there's some open dates in July. Don't hesitate to email uh, theguidedtrip at gmail.com. You can, my phone number's on my website. You can check out the website, theguidedtrip.com. Check out kind of what we got going on, different things, different floats, different walkways, um, different areas. Check it out um, and see if it's something you're into and something you want to you wanna book and um, I'm not going to promote myself too hard on this, but just wanted to let everyone know here's what's happening, but there are some open dates in July and then August, there's definitely some good open dates right now in August. So if, if you're looking to get away before school starts or before the kids go to school, um, or even when they do go to school, then let me know and we'll get some dates on the calendar. We'll get you booked up. We got some good fishing coming up still guys. Um, Really good fishing coming up August and September, and I'm looking forward to it. And again, I apologize for uh, the podcast lack here, but uh, trying to get it back going. And, you know, I had a great time just now just chit-chatting and ranting for a minute, drinking a beer, ranting about what's been going on and what's been running through my head. So hope you guys enjoy it. Hope everybody's still listening and still out there again um, Instagram at the guided trip, the guided trip.com, the guided trip, uh, at gmail.com. You can get a hold of me and, um, yeah, thank you everybody. And hope, uh, hope you guys' summer is going great. Everyone's staying healthy. Everyone's being good out there and thanks for listening. <laughs>